Let's face it, there is a an event that happened on Sunday night that people are still talking about, and it's spawning all kinds of conversations. There's no shortage of things to talk about, jumping off points from this event. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. All right, that is Chris Rock um, making fun of Jada Smith at the Oscars on Sunday. Things didn't go so well. It was followed by a slap and Will Smith uh, basically losing control and snapping, getting on stage and then uh, going back to his seat and continuing to lose control. Um, But it's also brought up an interesting conversation about alopecia, which the question is, did Chris Rock know that Jada Smith has been suffering from alopecia for some time now. I don't know how he wouldn't know that because she's been very public about her struggle since 2008, 18 rather, um, with alopecia. But here's her talking days before on TikTok. I don't give two craps what people feel about this bald head of mine because guess what? I love it. Anthony Gilding is Director of Science and Research at the Canadian Alopecia Ariada Foundation, joins the show now. Anthony, I'm so happy you could spend some time with us this morning just to, you know, fill us in on exactly what alopecia is, because I understand that it comes in numerous forms. And as a woman, I have to tell you, you know, I, I, I get it. We have a big, long relationship with our locks. And, you know, I am guilty as charged as having bad, you know, days because I, I've got a perceived bad hair day. So this is a pretty serious topic, and I think uh, it's one that we need to, you know, get educated on. The opportunity now is for alopecia and the Alopecia Society uh, to benefit from, you know, this coming to the fore and, and the public attention it's getting. So what exactly is alopecia? Yeah, so alopecia, the word alopecia is simply the medical term for hair loss. Alopecia areata is an autoimmune disease that causes varying degrees of non-scarring hair loss. So for some people, they might lose just a few spots of hair. Other people might lose the entire head of hair. And some people might lose all of the hair on their body, including their eyebrows and eyelashes. So is there a particular demographic that this affects or an age group? No. So alopecia areata seems to affect everyone equally. There doesn't seem to be a group that's particularly vulnerable to developing it. And you said this was an autoimmune uh, disorder. Now, if that, I don't know if you said disorder or disease, I've picked disorder. I could be wrong on that. And please correct me if I am wrong, because that's why we've got you on the show. But if that's the case, is it exacerbated by uh, stress? It certainly can be. So for some people, stress makes their hair loss worse. For other people, it doesn't. And how many people suffer from it um, on the globe? So... Everyone's individual risk of developing alopecia areata at some point in their life is 2%, but the amount of people in the world that have it seems to be closer to 0.1 to 0.2%. Okay, so this is a fairly um, rare disorder. Why Mm -hmm. do you think we haven't talked about it much? You know, I think it's just because we don't see it too often, and that's why I'm really happy to see, as much as I, I don't, you know, I'm not happy that Jada has it. No one's happy to have it. But it's very nice to see a celebrity like herself speaking up about it because we're getting all of this attention now. Is it possible to suffer from alopecia and absolutely have no idea that that's what's going on in in, in your body? Not really. I think because it's very obvious 
when someone has alopecia areata because the hair will fall out in clumps, you will have patches of hair loss. So it's at some point you would be aware that you have it, but you're not able to tell if you're like, if it, if it hasn't developed yet, you're not going to know if you have it. So it's only when the hair falls out that you know you have it. And do we find, does hair fall out after uh, the body goes through a significant uh, stress event or anything like that? Is that what brings it on? Or do we, do we know, is it different for each person? Yeah, so we're not actually entirely sure what triggers the hair loss. We know for some people it is a very stressful event that could trigger it. We also know that genetics has a very strong role. So some people are just genetically predisposed to having alopecia areata, but we wouldn't know that. Um, so it's something that we're still trying to learn more about. Okay. And do, is there a problem? Because, you know, we always hear about this, you know, we'd love to learn more about it, but it's about getting funding for research that is problematic exactly. because it's so rare. I mean, if you look at it, this, I mean, as I said, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars, it, it was an appalling event to watch. There are so many uh, conversations that we're having about this, but really it could be a banner event for alopecia because finally we're starting to, you know, people are going, well, what the heck is alopecia? Do you know what alopecia is? And if we mm -hmm. understand what it, you know, if it becomes part of the popular conversation, then maybe people will want to get behind it and uh, start supporting uh, fundraising exactly. efforts for it. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So what do you think people should know about alopecia that they don't know? I think they should know that when someone has alopecia, they're losing a lot more than just their hair. You know, we have a very strong, we associate our identity with how we look. And so when we lose that hair, we're losing our identity. And so I don't think people understand just how burdensome this, burdensome this condition can be. Uh, it's very, very tough. Often people with alopecia experience anxiety, depression social isolation. So I would just want people to be more mindful of the fact that it's not a laughing matter and it's something that needs to be taken more seriously. Right. How, how can people find out if they're at risk for alopecia? You, you mentioned genetics. Is there any kind of test right now? No. So that's what makes it incredibly frustrating is right now we don't really know, you know, how to identify if someone is at risk. We know that if there is if you have someone in your family who has alopecia areata, that does increase your own risk of developing it. But other than that, we really don't have any way to determine if someone is at risk of developing it or not. Right. There's no cure, though. There is no cure yet. Uh, I'm hopeful that at some point in my own career, maybe I'll find it. But yeah, right now we don't have one. How did you get involved with, with the uh, you know, studying and, and research of alopecia? Yeah, so I developed alopecia areata at 14 years old. I was still in high school, and it was very difficult for me. And I've always been interested in science and research. So when I developed it, I thought, hmm, maybe this is something I can work on. And I later went on to go to university, and I'm finishing up my degree now. And I got involved with CANAP, where I became the first ever director of science and research. And seeing everyone else who has alopecia has really motivated me because, you know, I know that I'm not the only one that has it and that I can make a real difference if I can contribute to this field. How, were you watching the Oscars? And I'm sure you've seen the clip, Anthony. 
I've seen the clip. I wasn't watching the Oscars, but I did wake up to sort of the the aftermath, and I watched the clip after. And how did you how did you feel um, being somebody with alopecia that you know works directly for the Canadian Alopecia uh, Arieta Foundation? H- how did you personally feel? Because I would imagine it brought you back to high school. Yeah, it did. It made me very uncomfortable, and it brought me back to those days in high school when I was laughed at, unfortunately, and it, it kind of reopened that trauma again of experiencing being laughed at. And so it wasn't a good feeling at all to Mm -hmm. see that. I think it's really interesting because um, in some cases, comedy can hurt. In some cases, comedy can help. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, right here, we're seeing that, you know, some people, depending on how you perceived it, uh, felt it was hurtful. Some people are looking at it like, well, this is a helpful way to bring alopecia out to the fore. You know, there there is a silver lining to this. But, you know, I used to work at 102.1 The Edge, our sister station, and we had a guy that worked with Humble and Fred. He was their producer, and his name was Pete, Pete Cuno, incredibly... um uh, incredibly uh, talented individual and he had alopecia and was very open about the fact that he had alopecia and they would joke about it on the show and I think that's the first time it ever came up and what it did was it gave him it gave him his power back the ability to go yeah so what mm-hmm. yeah you know for some people it certainly is helpful but other people they're not as comfortable with it so I think it's really just a matter of establishing boundaries and you know some people are willing to joke about it and others aren't what do you uh where do you suggest people go if they want to learn more about alopecia and support funding for research so i would recommend that they visit the canaf website it's canaf.org c-a-n-a-a-f.org we actually have our come together conference this summer so people can register for that and they can join us downtown toronto and on our website, we have a whole bunch of resources about what alopecia areata is, what the impact is, and we also offer a bunch of support. So we have support groups, we have mentorship groups, everything that someone with alopecia areata might need. Anthony, thank you so much. I think you are the, the person that we needed this morning to walk us through uh, what alopecia is and how it affects people. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Anthony Gilding is Director of Science and Research at the Canadian Alopecia Areata Foundation.